talked about love, which is the foundation uh, on which all our construction is based upon. And we say that God is love. And so that's what we were standing on in foundation. Now, when you're building a house, you guys, step by step, right? The, the first week, we did an introduction. That's, that's when you get your site plans together. The second week, we laid a foundation. This week, we're putting the frames to the house. You got to have a good foundation, but you want to have good, sturdy frames to your house. And so, once again, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against there is such, there is no law. So today we're, once again, talking about joy. Now, when you hear joy, you know, we even have people with name joy. Joy comes about, when we think of joy, we think of it, in a manner of speaking, almost as if it was, if we're talking about being happy. Um, when we have movies like The Pursuit of Happiness, we will equate happiness with joy. But there is a, a big, big difference between joy and happiness. And I'm really going to be also coming out of Zephaniah 3, 14 through 17, which states, Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your judgments. He has cast out your enemy." The king of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall see no more. You shall see disaster no more. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, do not fear. Zion, let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. That's really joy. I mean, when you think about that, and that's, that's, he's also kind of talking about us. He's talking about us as Christians. That the things that we're going through, the things that when you became a Christian, the judgment was taken off of you when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And so you had nothing to fear anymore. So when we talk about joy, joy is different than happiness. Now, happiness is based upon your circumstance. You know, when you get up in the morning... Your alarm clock don't go off. You late for work or you late for something and, and the coffee pot may not work right or you don't have enough food in the house so you can really cook up something real quick or your bank account looking a little funny. You're not really happy. You already going to say, how many of us started on Monday morning? This is going to be a bad day. You know, some of us got some text from somebody or on whatever and you're just going to say, this is going to be a bad day. Some of my children, you go to school, and that bully who been bullying you, he wants to start a school day off with you today. And you're like, man, this is going to be a bad day. See, that's happiness. Happiness is based upon what's going on and the external. Happiness is based upon just the, the circumstances that you see. But this is different with joy. This is why you want to be in search of and get joy. You don't want to be happy. You want to be joyous. Because joy is based upon the internal. Joy is based upon your God. Joy is based upon what is God doing for you. Joy is based upon all on Him. It's eternal. Joy is about your choice and believing and trusting in God. Joy is not based upon your circumstance, but based upon the Christ who died for you. 
joy is totally different than happiness. That's why you can be full of joy when your bank account low. That's why you can be full of joy when everybody talks to you crazy. That's why you can be, you ever talk to some people and they've been going through, they had cancer full on their body, they had all kind of family matters and everything going crazy, but they are still happy? That wasn't happiness, that was joy. When everybody had to turn their back on them and they are still pleasant to be around, that's joy. That's joy. And so, joy comes from the word chara. Well, chara is a Greek word. And when we get the word uh, charas, it's, that's, this root word is coming from grace. So joy really is coming from grace. Now, it's going back to, I'm going to let you wait, Brother Morel. It's coming back to this. Joy, once again, is not based upon us. It's based upon our belief, our trust in God. But joy comes from the grace of God himself. Joy is not based upon us. We don't create joy. We are blessed by joy. We don't, we don't make joy. God has already made it. So we don't have to do that. Now, joy is a hard thing. Because joy says, I'm going to believe on my Lord Almighty Savior. I'm not going to believe that my circumstance is bigger than my God. And if I'm still going to go through my... God still has my back. So, joy, the secret to it is your perspective. What's your perspective? Romans 8.31, which this lady's getting this from, uh, it says, God is for us, who can be against us? She says this, and if if our God is for us, then who can ever stop us? I'm going to start right there. If God is for what you're doing, who can stop you? Now, the, the question is, are you in the will of the Lord? If you're in the will of the Lord, what are you worrying about? You've been guaranteed a guaranteed victory. Then she says, and if our God is with us, then who can stand against us? If you're in the will of God, who can stop you? And if God is with you, who's going to stand against you? God has never lost a battle. He's not losing the war. God is fighting every day. As Jesus told Peter, I pray for you. Because Satan has come after you with all his forces, Peter. Now I'm praying for you, Peter. Now, did Peter make some mistakes after Jesus told Peter that? Yes. Peter denied Christ. See, this Christian life is not about living perfection. It's about living for Christ. Christ says, I know you will fall down, but I'm the one who's going to get you back up. I know you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to tell some people on Monday about themselves. But you know what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to get into your heart. Like, you need to go back to them. You need to go back and apologize. Because you are a representation of me to them. And see, understand, without Christ, we would tell everybody about themselves. Especially when we get on the road. Especially when we get on Central. Especially when we had to go downtown or go up to 635. You are all on Central is testing your faith. Anytime you got to get on the bus, testing your faith. Anytime you got to deal with your family, testing your faith. But God says this. He says, I am with you. If I'm with you, I'm with you. 
You don't have to worry about it. It's almost like having somebody who says, I'm going to pay all your bills. Now, we got some folks in our life that they tell us that we're all happy. But the truth is their funds are limited. But God is unlimited. God is omnipotent. God is omnipresent. God is everywhere, and God is all-powerful. Even the government is having a problem paying our tax refund checks. Some of us have filed months ago. We still ain't seen our money yet because the government money is funny. But God's power is never funny. God's, what he's trying to do is never weak. And so if God is for us, who can stop us? And if God is with us, who can stand against us? So it's about your perspective. What is your perspective on God? Now, joy comes from us understanding the truth. The truth of who God is. Now, what is the truth? He says in Romans 8.28, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. See, that's the truth. Now, this is the thing. It does not mean that all good things will only happen to you. God allows the rough and tumble things of life to come in our midst. He allows cancer to happen. But if we backtrack, we're going to understand that when Adam and Eve sinned, they helped to enter sin into our whole life. That was a choice they made. And understand, from a baby up to now, we all enjoy sin. So let us not act like we were good to choose. So we have all enjoyed the sin nature. And what God is saying, there's some things that you're going to be going through. I still will take the lemonades that you have in your life and make your lemonade. I will still take the tough times that you have and I will turn it for your best interest. And many times we want to say, I quit, Lord. I can't do it. And understand in the Bible, we have examples. The God writes a love letter to us to show us there are people who are going through what you went through. Elijah told God, I quit. And God said, well, let me talk to you in a minute. He goes and he runs to a cave. He looks for God in an earthquake and a whirlwind. And God talked to him in a small, still voice. Let me talk to you. You think you're going through? You think you're the only one? I got some other folks that's on bending knee right now. That's going through the same things that you're going through. You're not my only one. But I am God. You're going to cast down fire. And I'm going to be the powerful one to do it. Elijah, don't quit. Because I am God. You have Moses who ran like a fugitive out of Egypt. After he was a prince in Egypt. Ran into the wilderness and said, I don't want to have any dealings with that. When God confronted him and said, I need you to come back. And free my people. He said, Lord, my tongue ain't right. You're going to have to have somebody else do it. God said, Moses, I'm going to show you how powerful I am. You're going to go tell the most powerful empire at the time, let my people go. And at the end of this, he's going to let my people go. All you're going to have is some raggedy clothes on, look like a shepherd and a staff. But you're going to have God Almighty. David told Goliath, you're going to talk about my God? Understand, my God is awesome. And understand, you're going to fall down where you stand. I'm going to tell you that what you're going through and how you're being chased out of some of our relationships, some of your homes, some of your bank accounts, wherever you're going through and some of the jobs we don't like, God is telling you, I am working it for your good. 
So if you get some threats, I'm working that for your good. Some of it is to draw us closer to the Lord. But we got to ask ourselves a question. What is the biggest lie in your life? See, the truth is God is working it for our good. But some of us, when we talk about joy, we're telling ourselves a lie. Now, what do I mean by that? Some of us are coming to church on Sunday. Praise the Lord. My God is awesome. Sunday going to end. We come out of church. And we ain't feeling that awesome, God. Some of us on Monday morning, we are dreading Sunday night because we are trying to prepare our mind for Monday morning. Some of us are caught up in a midnight hour and wanting God just to, I just want you to end it, Lord. I'm tired of this. Some of us have some family members that we are dealing with, and when we come out of here, we got to deal with them. And we say, God, I don't know if you understand. Some of us, it may be us or some people we know that don't have food for a Sunday dinner. God, I don't understand. And so many of us are living a lie. It's like cleaning my car on Sunday morning, acting like my car is clean all the time. But my car is junky 24-7, except for Sunday at morning. We live in a lie. We want to dress it up for the church house. But God saying, I'm with you in the midnight hour. When you were in mourning, I'm with you in the midnight hour. When you were crying, I was with you in the midnight hour. When you were want to just give up, I was with you in the midnight hour. When you were tired and weary, I was with you in the midnight hour. Some of us are living a lie and God's saying, you got to be honest with yourself. When you're building a house, the most shabby houses are ones, let's put this up, it'll be all right. When you don't have the correct wood, what's going to happen to the house when they put that roof on it? It's going to fall down. Because you didn't put the right frame up. You didn't use the right wood on the house. Some of us think we are tapping into joy. Well, no. You keep tapping into happiness. You keep tapping into the temporary, and God is trying to tap you into an eternal power source. And God is saying, why are we going to live the lie? Let's be honest. You struggling? God said, that's all right. Because I am the God of struggle. You don't have anything? That's all right. Because I am the God that can provide. I'm Jehovah Jireh. You say, but my husband ain't right. That's all right. Because I can make the crooked straight. You want to know when you have a dry river? You got a dry desert? I can make a river go through the Sahara right now if I wanted to. I could do it all. But understand, you got to be honest with yourself. Because I'm going to be honest with you. And some of us, let's show them, my wife and I watching. I don't know why we're watching. I'm probably watching because of my wife. I, I can't say what the lady's name is, but she's supposed to be a fix-it, fix-your-life person. The biggest problem she got with these people, she be telling them about themselves, and they don't want to hear it. They be like, you know what? And then they want to go talk to her producers. I ain't like how she talked to me. Well, all she said was the truth, and they get upset. At least one time they already tried to find an injunction on her to not even air the show because it was too much truth being put out there. They failed on the injunction. The second person, they didn't have that much money to do no injunction. They already owe other lawyers. But 
they want to go talk to a producer. Many of us don't like truth being told to us. Especially truth and love. See, truth and love does this. Baby girl, you ain't got no job. Let me, let me get your hand. Let's go fill out a resume together. Let's go fill out the application together. This, this is what truth and love, this is what truth not in love does. You need to get a job, Shannon, and walk away. See, that's truth not in love. See, that's that drive-by Christianity that so many of us have been used to. That's not really Christianity. It's just religious fodder. It's not real joy. It's not real love. <coughs> and somebody telling you, you need to get out drugs, or you need to start smoking, or you need to start drinking, but you're not going to go with me and say, give me the cigarettes, Steve. Let me go with you. Call me when you're feeling weak. See, that's real love. That's real joy. If somebody tells me, you need to lose some weight, I understand I get the everyday expression sat down. I understand, but are you going to pay me a lunch? Now, let me tell you this. Only one person, my, my inspector who I work with, paid me a lunch. It was salad. But she still packed it. And what I'm trying to say is this. Love and joy are working in cohesion. They're going to go and walk with you through the process. When someone says you need to get a job, they don't say, hey, they got a job here and here and here. Do you have a resume? Here's one of my resumes that I had. Maybe you can use it. Do you need a, a ride to the job fair? It's going to do all those processes. But when we don't operate like that, understand, just like on Charlie Brown, y'all remember that? Wah, 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 wah. I'm glad you like that. Man. <laughs> That's what people are hearing the church say. That's what people in the church are hearing. And But when you are walking with the person, oh, it's a whole different ball game. And understand, this is what Jesus did. He walked with these people. They had a party. He like, I show up. It's Jesus. How you doing? I'm not going to do what y'all are doing, but I'm being in the midst shining the light. His first miracle was at a party, turning water into wine. He was at the party. See, some of us get so holy, we think we got to be out. Like, I cannot even touch you people. You know, you people. That's not joy. That's not love. That's not the fruit, the work that he's asking us to do. He wants us to get our hands dirty because God's saying, understand, I'll clean you up later. And so, we got to say, what's the biggest lie in your life? Some of us, my wife and I, watch, we watch a lot of shows together. This is, how, this is how we de-stress. We got to go into fake reality because reality is kind of tough sometimes in the city of Dallas. It's been a crazy week, ain't it? Hampton Park was locked up. They wanted to bomb. They, that wasn't even the big news that day when Hampton Park man running around there crazy, want to shoot everybody. Then it become the big news. Lunchtime it was big, but then after lunch, then we had the Boston bombing. And then after the Boston bombing, then I want to say it was a Tuesday night, we had West Texas. And then Friday night, then we don't talk about West Texas anymore because Friday night or Friday, we found them in Boston. That's how the world keeps working. But with the church, we got to say evil is going to keep happening, right? And see, we start living these lives like we got to jump to jump to jump to jump. And what I'm saying 
if my marriage is not right, if my house is not right, if I'm not right, but I'm going to try to portray a fakeness, God said you're living a lie. Why not sit down and get yourself right? And so, in your perspective, we have to understand that we deal with the truth, that we got to understand that God is in control. See, this is the thing. If you knew that God was providing your paycheck, how would you act? I mean, if, if you saw on the signature line, God, Abba, Father, Jehovah Jireh, it's me. If you saw that coming out, how would you act with it? Would you with that paycheck buy all the liquor you could? Would you? With that paycheck, would you go to uh, certain places or certain uh, locations, gentlemen, that are called gentlemen clubs, with God's money? Would you, ladies, spend the whole check on frivolous things? Oh, I got to go Macy's, girl. Girl, they got to sell that big lies. It's Black Friday, girl, and I got paid today. Would you buy you another TV when you already got another five TVs? This is what I'm saying. God is in control, but we act like God has nothing to do with our life. We drive our cars to certain places we should not drive them to. We say certain things to certain people we should never say. We look at certain things we should never look at. We listen to things we should never listen to. We eat things that we should never eat. We drink things that we should never drink. And we smoke some things that we should never have entered our temple that will probably be a temple for the Lord. But when you don't think God's in control, it's just like mama and daddy not being at the house. You might have a party. You might just leave the house that night. Well, mama working late. Daddy working late. I'm about to go have a good time. God is saying, don't, we should never, ever operate like that. Why are you trying to make a way when I'm making the way for you? We're going to get to patience when we get to the fruits of the Spirit. But you got to find this joy in me, the joy of being with me, the joy of going through the process, the joy of seeing on the other end the awesomeness of who I am. You got to find that joy. And understand, there's going to be some days where all you can have is rice and beans. But find joy in the rice and beans. There's going to be some days where you're going to want to cry. But find some tears, them tears that you go down your cheek, find some joy in those tears. There's going to be some time where you can't talk to your own mother, your own father, your own husband, or your own wife, or your own children. But in that midst, find some joy. What am I trying to say? The successes and victory of God does not look like the world. It's some folks that we will write off, and God said, don't write them off yet. Because I want you to be the salt to them. I want you to be the light to them. There's going to be some seasons in our relationships where you're not going to want to look at that person. But God is saying, I need you to still be there. And God will tell you when it's time to go. He will. He will. If we have a prayerful life with him, he will. And so God allows me to go through. We got West Texas, Boston. We got 9-11. He allows things to happen. Why, God? Why did you allow me to get with this sorry joker? You know he was sorry. Why didn't you just tell him to go away? So, uh, some of my women be like, what? We all can have a testimony just about that. Some of us took some jobs, or, or some of us 
just tried something one time, and we got hooked to it. God, why are you allowing me to go through it? And God is saying, first of all, we make choices. Amen? Amen. God has never told us to lay down with certain people or never do certain things. God has never said, Mark, you better go to get your double cheeseburger at McDonald's today. That is my directive. God ain't never told me that. That was my choice. It was my choice with the long John Silver. That was my choice. My choice for CC's and the Chinese buffet. That was my choice. My choice for the Sprites and the Dr. Peppers. That was my choice. God didn't say that. But look what God says. I allow you to go through it because you know what? You're going to have a testimony on the other end. I'm going to allow. See, I'm telling you, I really believe God said you're going to get to the point, Mark, where you're just tired. You're going to be tired. You're going to be feeling terrible. And you're going to say, I am getting my mind made up. I'm done. I got to turn my boat around. And we're, I'm going to be an example of God working a process through. A process. You don't lose 100 pounds in one night or you're sick. You same thing. You're going to be tempted by whatever sin you have. If you feel alone, you're going to be tempted by that loneliness. Because understand, singleness is a gift from God. You're going to be tempted by all that. Well, maybe I should call so-and-so. Well, you know you call so-and-so. Are your buttons going to be pushed? Yeah. But the devil, he's trying to tell you, go on, call him. Go on, call him. You need some money? Call him. And God said, I need you to trust me. Find joy with me. Trust me. Be with me. The loneliness you feel, I can fulfill that. The, the, the heartbreak that you have, I can heal the heart. I am a healer. The marriage that you say is struggling, I can make it right. But I want you to find joy in being with me. You got to come and be with me. Don't let your circumstance direct your path, but let your God direct the way you're going to go. And understand, God said this, I ordered the steps of a righteous man. I ordered the steps of a good man. I ordered those steps. So understand, where you are, God said, I know you're going to be there. Because I had a plan for you. I knew. Understand when he made Adam. He said, Adam, you're going to mess up. But I got my son waiting in the wings to be sacrificed for you, for your children, for all of humanity. He made him knowing he was going to mess up. But he says, you know what? I love you so much. I'm going to give you everything that I have. I'm going to give it to you. And so God's saying, I can give you joy. God is the once again is in control. But then, this is what God told me. This is what God tells us. He says, you know why you should have the joy? I will never leave you. It's people in our life who we will speak condemnation to. Get out of my house and don't ever come back. Yeah. It's some condemnation we speak to them. But God never says, get out. He keeps saying, come on. Come on, come on. Chariot, Meshach, and Abednego told Nebuchadnezzar, I'm not going to bow down to your idol. He said, bow down. My God will save me. Bow down. My God will save me. And if he doesn't, he still has me. See, God will never forsake us. He did not save Meshach and Chariot and Abednego. He allowed them to go through the process of the fire, and when they came out, there was not a singe on them. 
He walked with them through the fire. He walked with us through the midnight hour. He walked with us through poverty. He walked with us through heartbreak. He walked with us through the brightness of everything that we were going through. He walked with us when we are sad and depressed. He's walking with us in the doctor's office. He's walking with us when we have family events and you know you can't get along with them folks. He's walking with us. And he's saying, I just don't want to walk with you. I'm going to talk with you. I'm not just going to talk with you. I'll sustain you. When they are beating you down, I am here to lift you back up. When, they are, when you don't have anything, I am Jehovah Jireh. I will provide for you. Find joy in who I am. Find joy in the peace that I can give. Find joy in the deliverance that I can give. Find joy in the redemption that I have before you, my son. But you know, we got some joy killers, don't we? But the joy killers are within us. If we selfish, now understand, what was the last good fight you had with somebody who, who you cared about? Last good fight. Really look at it. Was it about you? Or was it about the Lord? What about you? And how they did you wrong? We will kill the joy that God is trying to give when we put ourselves first. We got to back up. We will kill the joy when we have all this bitterness, that resentment. We got some folks come in and we just look at them like, I wish you would. I wish you would try to come in this house again. I wish you would try to do blah, blah, blah. We got, ain't that right? Let them come to Sunday dinner today. You look at them like, ah, whoo, that preacher ain't said to hold back. I'll knock you where you stand. We got some folks like that in our life. And then that last joy killers fear. See, understand God's love, and in that love there is no fear. We sometimes come from a place of fear. We are so afraid of being disappointed. We are so afraid of rejection. We are so afraid of the so-called unknown. We are so afraid that, once again, I'm not going to have anything. Once again, when I slide my debit card, they're going to say, Ma'am, uh, it's been declined. Do you have any other method of payment? We're so afraid of that. And God said, I don't want you to walk in fear, but I want you to walk in the confidence of who I am. I want you to walk in the confidence of who God is. I want you to walk in the confidence of a creator. I want you to walk in the confidence that when he split the Red Sea, he had to walk on dry land. I want you to have a confidence in a God that's a giant slayer. I want you to have a confidence in a God that put his son on a cross and had him put in the grave, borrow for three days, and told him, you're going to get up with all power. I want you to have a confidence so why be in fear? Why be afraid? Right now my daughter has a little fear about the closet and the, the night, the lights going out at night. For some reason she got afraid. There's a monster in the closet, Daddy. I tried to do a fake wrestling match with the monster and threw him out the house. Like, he gone. I don't know, Daddy. He's, I think he's getting through the window. There ain't nobody open no windows around here. But now she got a fear. Many of us are afraid of what's in the closet. But when you open it, there's nothing there. We're afraid of making one step forward 
What would that step mean? I'm used to all this mess in my life. I'm used to carrying the, the luggage of the grief and the resentment and the guilt of my past. But I'm afraid of the freedom in Christ. I'm afraid of the victory I may have. I'm afraid that I may have to leave some of the folks that I knew for a season because God's going to make me over, make me a new creation. And when I come back, they're not going to even recognize me. I'm afraid. And God is saying, I'm going to give you joy during the journey. I'm going to give you peace during the journey. Come on and walk with me. He's asking you today, walk with him. He's asking you today, accept him as your Savior, your Lord. He's asking you today, today, I want you to rededicate your life. Today. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. There's always going to be the sun rising. It's only going to last a season. Because my God is ready to give you joy. Why not take it today?